for me, I can't differentiate between myself as an artist and myself in my personal life. Um, they actually work in tandem. So just, I, I, I really want, I don't want people to put themselves in my shoes because that's not what I aim to achieve with my music. I want them to, I want them to look at me from, you're riding in a car with me and you're in the back seat. I'm, you, I don't, I don't tell you where I'm going. You're just watching me and just in this ride and that's how it feels. Hey yo, it's your boy Tyson ST. Enter my world and spectate my battles on next gen greats. Shrack. So with me, it's I've always seen that my music, my my take to stuff would always be me producing myself, because I feel like I'm the only one who can capture my son and what I want out of this music. So it came as a surprise to me when one of my closest friends that I met via another friend I started music with in primary is actually a dude able to access my mind of what I want and what I want to sound like. It's, it's crazy because I'd never wanted to rap on his beats as amazing as he was, as super gifted as he was. It was always like, yo, this is dope so-and-so would sound good on it. Yo, this dope. So-and-so would kill this. So it came as a surprise one day when he sent me like three beats. He's always sending, we're always sending each other beats because I, I, I make my own shit. He makes shit. We always send each other as producers and stuff. So he sent me three beats and I was like, yo, I'm going to make these. And guess what? I was like, I'm making these songs to perform. Because like my, my own beats, I can't perform. So I'm making these three songs to like, just to be able to perform them because I got a show coming. So I made Cold Summer, I made Winter, I made On Ice. These other SoundCloud songs I got. And those songs, when I, I, I just put them out freely and they done so well. People were like, who's those school? Who's those shit? And I'm like, we the dynamic duo, me and him, and we about to like take over. Now, the first few people who hit us up about uh, this one song, Cold Summer, these dudes were like, yo, this song is so dope. You dudes are from here? We're, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, me and my niggas bump your shit all day. I'm like, where, where y'all at? They're like, Seaside, so sure. I'm like, where, cool. Nah, thank you. Dudes hit me up. They send me beats also. They're like, yo, I'm also, I also produce. I'm like, yo, all right, I'll hear you out. I'm, I like, I, I listen to everything anyone sends me. Everything, and I'll be honest. So I listen to the beats. I'm like, yo, he's cool. You could actually go somewhere with this. I'm like, but I actually don't rap on other people's beats. It was actually my first time doing this, and I'm probably not gonna rap on Doshi's beats again because you know it's not my sound. So cool. Couple of months go by, these dudes throw a party, and they named the party Cold Summer after my one song. And I didn't know how big it was because I, I don't I didn't have social media. My friends made my insta my Instagram for me and my Twitter for me. Shout out my nigga Tane, he made all of that for me because I don't want to be on there. And he told me, yo. There's a party. It's huge, and you're gonna perform because it's named after your your song. I really agreed to it. I'm like, okay, word, word, word. Who are the dudes? He shows me the dudes. It was these guys who were sending me beats. Then the first dude said us up about the Cold Summer song being dope. Me and Doshi. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. We pull up and the street is flooded with cars and people, and I'm sitting on the back of my dude's car and we ride by the gate and I hear them go, yo, 
got sick. And then like like 10 or some dudes rush the car and then I get out and it's like, oh yeah, it's a, yo yeah, it's my first time feeling like I'm big, like I mean something. So it felt, felt amazing. And then I met Al. Al, my other producer, was the dude who liked the stuff, who would send me beats, who do the event and named it after my song. So that's how we built the bond. I met him that day at the party, everything. VIP, we chilling, liquor, everything. It's nice. No shit today, we all meeting. And he's like, yo, he's got like two back rooms over here. He's been set up with like studio equipment. We must pull up next week after the party and record. So party's a vibe, everything was dope. Police shut it down. Then we pull up next week to the same big house and then he plays us more of his beats and those shit jump pitches in on his beats. Like he adds drums and other stuff and I'm like, whoa, this shit hard. Like we, we're gonna be linking up more. We, we're just gonna be chilling as, as, as homies. So dudes are clowning and stuff. We record songs, then we go home. And then next weekend we'll do the same thing. It ends up being a routine. It's just us now hanging at the homie L's or just doing missions, doing young chills, chilling with girls and, and they and they group of people mixed with our group of people. We ended up just mixing social circles. And Doshin and L stayed near each other, so they ended up being super close. And I'm just like, yo, two two of my niggas from different worlds linking now. And shit is just cool. So everyone ended up being the homie and life is just great. And they always knocking beats out with each other. So it, it becomes natural. It's not even forced. Like, yo, you need to get on this beat. They just do it. Nat- they know when to leave the beat. They know they know when the next guy's going to jump in. They know who's going to do what. They legit have the same mind. It's, it's crazy. So when it came to the Snake's favorite, me, Diarrhea, like, I didn't even plan it. I didn't even plan it. If you made a good song, it probably would have been on the tape. But these dudes make better songs than everybody. So that's the only stuff I'm spitting on. I didn't even plan out the beats. It's just, we was chilling. We probably made stats, some send my love, and a rap song in the same day. And my IC, all in the same day. It's just that my IC, I didn't do a verse on it till like later, later. So all the Saber songs, all the same Saber Me songs, like four of them were just done in one day. So you can imagine what we were doing, just chilling. Now we get to like my IC. That's that's the first record. And to really break it down for people, this like look well as I break down these songs one by one, I'm not gonna take long because um it's quite it's it's to the point. Every song is to the point. I told people Saber needs to feel like a punch. But this one is a swinging punch. This is the second punch. Like, Saber's just a punch with the right, like a hard one. This one's a fast jab, and out, gets the job done. So it's my IC, we're just punching in. This song, you, you take to the stage, it's all about introspection. My IC beyond um, my my influences. My IC, my IC beyond my tribulations. My IC beyond the demons the obstacles that I'm facing right now. Like, way beyond it. It, it. Like, I'm at a point where I can't be trapped. So as simple as put, um, 
I can't do favors. <laughs> I can't do no favors at all. Yeah. I'm gonna get mines, bro. That's it. It's, it's, it's one of the best because I, I was this, I really dance with the devil in the essence that I see her as, I see her as a, as a female. And I really look at it and I just say, this can't be what you want from me. Drugs ain't cheap. Come fuck with me. Like, I am the high. There's no influence you can sell to me. <laughs> and I just live off that spirit. Then I go on to list everything that, I was, that I've gone through, that I'm going through, that I want out of this. And I just lay all my problems bare. And then I'm out. And that's the, that's the one emotion tied to... I'm stable. I, I speak on those same issues on my IC and I just leave them there. And then we begin the fun moment with our uh, pocket watching, which is a song about um, people trying to measure your wealth without being in your position. People trying to dictate where you should be. People trying to understand your moves. Trying to know how much you're making. And where you at in life, so they can compete. Like he's here, um, I should be rich. He, he's he's busy with so and so. Nah, my girl's better. Nah, I seen that dude. He's not even getting that much streams. Nah, wait, how he have all that? Like, it's a it's a young. It's me acknowledging that I see you dudes doing all this weird competitive stuff to make yourself feel better from your point of view. You can't measure up to me. I'm sorry, we, we're about to clown you. It's, it's really all of that. It's the fun energy of, of it. Fishing for the stars, but still I don't know how a dream works. Life has been a movie since breaking up with my dream girl. I know heaven won't see me first. When we buried Zippo, I questioned God and my knees hurt. Final prayers and hugging your mama told her we need her. You call me your clown, so now this world is my canvas. I'm giving niggas no answers. These conversations turn dancer. How niggas spinning words to nothing, just reliving my anger. I've been living in hearts. The L interlude links with my IC because my IC starts off with all the emotions, all the, the list of the tribulations I was going through, all the shit I faced in Saber. Like it talks about them, it talks about where I'm at right now, but it doesn't talk about concluding them. And then out of nowhere, I shoot into pocket watch and having my usual fun. And then the interlude is tied off the ending of my IC and Saber as this is it. This is the end of all these issues and tribulations like as soon as the record starts I, as soon as you open your apple music i'm rapping i'm letting off like this i'm i'm laying it all out once and for like from here onwards it's gonna be even more fun so it's supposed to just tie the interlude's supposed to just tie from there and how it still ain't easy for me i'm not perfect i just face the stuff i'm not all the way better but I am improving I am growing I'm not the same person and that's what it is instead of tackling my issues from my angry standpoint like I did on Saber I'm tackling, tackling it from a I'm a see brighter days standpoint on this this ain't easy for me it's a loop by Al and it was a loop I had from Al for a long time I had it even before Saber actually like he him just him alone he just makes loops just loops of instrumentation going on swerving and you just listen to it and you're like how would this sound with drums you even 
you write raps without without the drums. So always do that. But like, yeah, I was like, no drums. I listened to it forever. I could never rap on it. I wanted to use it for mine and Rojo's songs. I kept it in a folder. And then Al's laptop got got stolen, so that was gone and stuff. He didn't he doesn't he didn't even know this made the tape. He was just he was just living his life. He's always a ghost most. So he was ghosting. I was chilling. And I'm just like, we need one last song to make this tape. This tape was done, but I was just like, no, we need one last song. And I opened it and I found that beat and I was like, wow. We are back to the performance. We're this is the young the interlude section of the set where the artist tells you to raise your hand. This ain't easy for me. It's done. This is it. This is the rage moment. This is the throw your shirt off. Get get your gun if you have one. Clear out the marsh pit. It's just it's the you. It's it's about it's about my favorite moment of, of making music. Just letting the energy take over. Dude say, yo, that's my weakest verse. I say, but can you rap it though? No one can do that kind of speed. Like, nigga, what you mean the city had to save you? And you ain't say save or not like I'm not the staple. Nigga, I'm the paper and the slave state. But fuck it, they erase the Emma versus my slave with the bitch out the rats. It's like, come on, paper. I was just, and I maybe two or three takes it. Don't matter what I'm rapping about, because I don't know how to lie. I don't know how to just put in some mindful boss to fill up spaces like these dudes. I'm I'm gonna say some shit that I know. I'm gonna say some shit that happened. There's no underlying message. There's no it's just on the surface rage. And I needed Huey to solidify that, like to build on that layer and come with this it's a brag record. It's a brag record for us. I'm bragging. I'm not feeling pain. I'm not telling you I'm going through this. Ooh, so and so died. R.I.P. My nigga. Nah, this is Jack. I'm that nigga. I pull up always. Money. All indebted and it's cool. I'll take the credit. Uh, you should watch your tongue when in the presence of a legend. And then from I pull up, we're going to um, a rap song, which on the surface should be very basic and easy to understand for you. The concept is this is how a rap song sounds during our days. Our rap song is very brief. The person is in, talking about drugs, violence, threats, what he's going through, what's he going to do to your girl. And that's it. Out. Very brief song. So I try to keep it around the one minute mark, but Doshi was like, they're going to beat me up if the song is too short because it was one minute 40 something and it's all energy. So it was just like, we'll just stretch it out a bit and bring the hook back and then we'll ride it out a little bit. And that's it. The concept is for it to imitate what a rap song is these days and how enjoyable it is. To close out the project, I wanted a moment. I wanted the biggest moment. I even told Miles, like, yo, me and you are going to make a moment. We're going to call this song Venom. I told Doshi, make make a beat, and it's gonna be the aggression of all the songs from the tape. Like we already had old songs from Taylor, like make a beat. I need something to replace another song, so it's just like this is it. And then he made the shit, and then I made another hook, but I was singing in the hook to this very blah blah beat. I was, I was singing to it, but it was called Venom, and it sounded so terrible. 
sounded terrible, bro. Nigga, niggas stepped outside, they went to go smoke and whatnot. They're like, nah, let's leave the song. It sounds trash. Miles had a verse ready. We're just like, nah, it sounds trash. Let's leave it. But then I kept, I, kept, I kept playing the beat. I muted the hook and I'm just like, I can I can do another hook. Fuck writing hook. I need to just ride off the energy. And I just raised my voice and I was just like, oh, I'm going to yell this one out. Just recording. So I started freestyling bits of the hook. And that's how we got the hook up. So now the hook is aggressive in energy. Miles was like, whoa, I'm changing my verse. And then he came in with this crazy verse. And I was like, let me back you up with ad-libs. So I backed him up with ad-libs and I was just like, yeah, it's time for me to do a verse. And I actually had to cut my verse. It was mad long. I was just, I was drilling. I'm not about to get washed. Nigga, my spat. I'm not about to get washed. I, I don't I don't have it in me. I treat every verse like it's a showcase. I'm not about to. I had to, I had to show niggas. I know me. Mm-mm. We about to we about to throw fists. Me and Miles legit put that beat in a corner. Like, yo, we looked at that beat like, <laughs> and we gave it the look and we just started just swinging on that beat. Like, no other rapper can, tell, can rap on the kind of beats I get on. They complex. Most rappers' beats are minimal. They got room for them to do what they want. They got room for them to add their melodies and whatnot. And, and lay your image and come paint the way you want your picture to be seen by the audience. Me, I come on there and this thing is already painted. The, the canvas is already full. There's already a lot going on. This is me trying to paint over Picasso. The way these beats on their own already, they're listenable. Most rappers beats without their vocals aren't listenable. They're just okay. Not a lot of people have the skill and XP to, to rap on a, a complex beat, on an already built up beat. It's tough. So I've trained myself over these years because these are two producers enforcing both of their ideas. So they overlap and they may overpile and it may sound like too much is going on, but we always make it sound like easy. Your usual rapper can't do what I do. I'm entertaining. I really take to the beat. So that's what that was the whole point of blah blah and closing the show out. There was no one that was meant to be on you. If you were at a sesh and I felt like you're dope, get on. That's it. Miles had been to be there. I was like, I need a Miles moment. Let's go. I remember on Pocket Watching, I wanted to list those shit as a, as a featured artist because these ad-libs were crazy. And when we made the song, it was both of our concerts. Like he started the beat. We're in the room eating chicken. We're with girls. It was... We don't even record with a lot of people in the room, but that day we had people in the room when we done pocket watching. So you can imagine like this, this, the scene that was said, like we were just fun. There was no pressure to, oh, there's so-and-so here. You got to make a great song. Oh, they want to see how y'all make music. We were just like, oh, man, the beat starts and we were just like, eh, shit, <laughs> yo, shit. And then I got a read it, but I was like, shit, oh, listen. I'm gonna put the car for the drunk on it. They're like, yo, let's do that now. It sounds like you you walk into the club and they shake your ass. That's the whole point. It's just straight up dumb. It's animated. It's 
it's, uh, it's my favorite thing about rap music at times. Like, dudes always want messages, complexity. Give me the bad bitch anthems. This is a City Girl tribute song, man. Pocket watching. The soul heard the whole Snake's Favor Me tape and more songs always. Every time he linked with the homies, they always, they always played him in. Every time he went to day session, they always played my songs and that stuff. So it was weird when Tato Soul text me and said, like, yo, you got like one or two songs I want. And I was like, what you talking about? He's like, there's just one, dog. That shot out for nothing. I need that one. I need I need a verse on that one. And I'm like, damn. Huey just sent the verse, dog. Huey just, I'm like, I can't make it three of us. It's going to be too long. I don't want songs that go too long. And even it was going to be, Three minutes, not even long, but I didn't want that. I don't want. I wanted it to be in and out, in and out. So he he was the only one. I wish, I wish I knew he wanted it early so we could have organized the session and maybe thrown him on the song. It would have been different. Him only, no one else. Everyone else I wanted for the tape, I got. And it's chilling in the deluxe section. I got everybody, bro. I got everyone I wanted. 2019 was just, I was really trying to recover from 2018. It was middle of the year, 2018. Um, we had just lost a friend. Um, and then from there, it moved on to us, like just looking at that and looking at how that situation forced us to be serious in a time where we thought we were just going, we were just going. Because the slump ride, we had shows, we had whatnot. It was... It, it felt like a high, but I personally knew that now, after my long break from music and finally saying, I'm going to take this music thing serious, only to have someone I care about dearly who cared about my music also, since we were young, passed away, it made me go, nah, I can't give up on this anymore. I'm going to take this more serious. So Slump Brand disbanding and us all going our individual parts was, was the course of this whole thing. But then we needed to record we needed to address our own personal issues i'm going through shit i caught an assault case um niggas are dropping out of school like those shit miles uh al is having complications he's moving to joburg so most of the time we're just driving on to joburg to check on the homie al to see if he's still doing music and whatnot and he always starts out a beat and he slaps it out and we just vibe and we talk i'm i'm free when i'm when i'm free from work that is that's that's what we were doing so it was, um, it was, um, it was basically us being there for each other. These sessions, just being the homies for once, just like chilling. And then, before we knew it, we had a whole serious project reflecting on that time period. These tapes work in tandem. Saber was me trying to express those times and moments without even trying. It's just what we naturally done when we were by Isles. When it came to Snake's favor, me, all the songs that we recorded for fun during Saber. Or what made Snake's favorite me. I loved how both these tapes carried me out a period of my life where I'm 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 a different character. Like making 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 Saber, I went from I had attachment, like attachment to the person I am and attachment to I'll always be this way. A B C I'll always be this dude, what I know, my code. And then when everything started breaking down around me, it was like, hey, you you are due to change. You are due to growth. Like everything about you can change. You can do whatever you want at any given time. If you wake up today and cut all your hair, 
you're still you. You might even be better. So as, as soon as I was ready to like announce that now nah, my saber tape is done, I cut all I cut my dreads off, everything. I was just like, I'm I'm cooling. And that's what put me in the period I'm in now. And what that's what started our whole flood the streets um um attack formation for twenty twenty. By the time twenty nineteen was ending December, I just cut everything and decided that now nah, we're going at this different. From the first time round I dropped the tape saber, it was oh damn, dudes are doing projects now. Let's hear the body work. And they were like, whoa, this is clean, this is mixed. Production is superb. The rapping, the stories, the, the most of it was like, I'm shocked. And I was offended that a lot of people were shocked. I'm like, you you don't think I can deliver of this caliber? What did you think of me? It was it was wild. It was like, oh, okay. And then from there, feature after feature coming out, they're like, whoa, I was wrong about you as an artist. A lot of people came up to me as this. And I, a part of me was like, you should be mad. They, they underestimated you. But another part of me is like, you don't really put out that much music. You gave up music. You, you came back with Saber. So like, do you blame them for having a one-sided point of view of who they think you are? They just they just now finding out that you were all around threat and then you barely even started. So it felt, it felt good. Not a lot of people rocked to me. They were low key. They're like, oh shit, this shit bangs. But they kept quiet about it. This time around, there's more name. I have more of a name. There's more grounds. I'm more threatening. Dudes couldn't contain it. They couldn't. They couldn't contain me. They couldn't hold back. Like you can, you don't have to say I'm dope. Everyone else is gonna. And the reception's being crazy. It's actually, it actually done better than my last tape. The last tape only reached like eighty something, eighty something on the on the hip hop charts. Now it like it clocked at clocked at fifty two on a Friday. Six songs against people's deluxe projects with thirties and twenties, and yeah. I love it. I don't care for the numbers, but it was nice. It was nice to go, wow, I can actually compete with you with a six song project. Best reception ever. Next, for me, from here, it's visuals off these projects. The deluxe. And then gearing up for an album next year. I want to start recording for that once I'm done with this main project that we're doing. Yeah. That's it. I'm a, I'm a happier dude. And it's starting to show in, in these newer songs. Hi, thank you so much for listening to our first podcast on Next Gen Grades. My name is Yaz. I am the founder of Next Gen Grades and the editor of this very episode. So the episode you just listened to is called Scaling of the Snake Skin with Tyson SD, who is one of the most compelling music acts currently rising, in my opinion. So this is the start of a series where we get storytellers to tell the story of the story. This is the first time you're hearing of Next Gen Grace. This is a space focused on unpacking creative moments, movements, and figures within media and entertainment. We have dozens of articles you can check out where we spotlight web series, films, music, and wider cultural topics related to South Africa, Africa, and the wider diaspora. You can find us on the nextgenerationofgreats.com or simply Google Next Gen Greats. And if there's a tagline saying unpacking the creative movement, you found the right place. 
I'd love to hear how you found the episode and what else you may want to hear and or read. So leave a comment if you can. Email our website. Hit me up on the socials. My handle is Yaz the Student. That's Yaz Y A Z Z with two Z's. Yaz the Student on both Instagram and Twitter. And yet again, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and we'll be bringing you more content like this. More and more, more and more, more and more, telling the stories of our rising entertainers of great stuff that's happening within the creative space with next gen greats. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>